Hello, and welcome to Abnormal Adventure. With me, Carrie. It's just me today. Um, I'm going to be chatting a little bit about some things that I know pretty well. And uh, it probably won't be the normal length of an episode, but um, let's just see how this goes. So, I've kind of titled this Confessions of a Stylist Slash Barber. I'm probably going to call it something different on uh, the title of this episode, but uh, I have been, um, I've been a licensed hairstylist for uh, 12 years now, and I've been in the industry for at least 17, so 17 plus years I've been, um, I've been in the hair world. Um, So I just want to talk a little bit about hair, barbering, that industry, personal services industry, um, it's, I would say it's really changed in the last couple of years. Uh, so I just thought I'd bring some facts, teach you guys some stuff. Um, I'll probably have a couple rants in there just because it's been a tough couple of years in this industry. So I just thought I'd, uh, chat about it. So I hope you guys enjoy. Thanks for listening. So like I said, I, I, uh, I've said a couple times that I work in uh, the hair world, that um, I currently work in a modern barbershop. And I know you're probably like, what does a modern barbershop mean? Um, it means that we focus on men's haircuts only. So we don't do any colors, no chemicals. Um, we're not doing, we do have women that come in, but it's just for a cut. We don't do styles. We're not doing um, like blow dries or straight irons or anything like that. And the reason why we would call ourselves a modern, modern, modern barber shop, if I can talk, um, is that we actually don't do straight blade razors, like shaves, um, which I kind of actually wish that we did offer. Um, I think it is a dying art to straight blade razor. And, uh, I think some places should, kind of bring it back more. I know that there's more insurance stuff or liabilities that need to come with it. Um, but I do think it's a service that men like appreciate when they actually get it done. Um, I do know for stylists in general, it is hard to find a place that will teach, um, stylists how to straight blade razor. Um, like I said, at least in Ontario, there might be other places in Canada or the world that, uh, have lots of teaching for it, but in Ontario, there's not many places to teach it. I think you have to kind of be grandfathered into it to learn. Um, but there's a lot of people that might not want to be practicing on their face. Um, so working in a modern day barbershop, it is a little different than a normal salon where you book an appointment and you show up at that time and that's when you're getting your hair done. Um, it is a little different in the sense that, uh, we kind of call it a wait list that, uh, it's kind of first come first serve idea of a barbershop, but that's a little how to of where I am barbering men's cuts. Um, I just wanted to talk quickly about the personal service industry and COVID because, uh, COVID has affected the world for a long time now. We are now in August of 2021, and we got first shut down in March of 2020. And um, 
at that time, I think everyone in the world didn't know what was going on. And we thought we were only going to be closed for two weeks. And it obviously turned into more than that. Um, I would say personal services is one of the biggest industries that got hugely affected in, I'll just say Ontario. I'm just from now on guys, if I'm talking about stuff, I'm talking about in Ontario because I can't speak for any other part of the country. I can't speak for the United States. I can't speak for anywhere else, but in Ontario, personal services was immensely affected by COVID. Um, we in over the last year and a half, personal services were closed for over eight months of that time. And if you know Ontario, that doesn't include the GTA. You understand that uh, the Toronto area, they were closed so much longer. I do not know how some of these salons ever survived this because it is unreal how long they were closed for. And these stylists are living off of nothing. Just EI, right? Like, it's it's crazy. Um, and the thing is that we didn't understand is the first lockdown, everyone was affected. Everyone had to learn the new ways. But when we came back last year in between lockdowns, we had to change our cleaning standards. So we already had a really good cleaning standard in the company that I work for. Um, but we still even had to change stuff. So we had to, how to put this, we pretty much had to clean anything that you guys touch. Like if you came in, like doorknobs, the, the kiosk that people pay by, the chair that you sit in, the sink that we wash your hair at, um, those were kind of the new ones for us. Like we would clean um, weekly, but it was never obviously in between every single client. So the thing is, is that I think a lot of people forgot during this is that one, we already had to space our stylus out every six feet. So in a salon where we could normally have eight girls cutting, if we needed to have them, we only now can have four max because of the spacing. And two, for disinfectants, you have a, and I'm not going to know the word, but there is like a disinfecting time for any disinfectant you use. It must sit for a certain amount of time for it to actually do its job. So the fact is, is that we have disinfectants that things have to sit for 10 minutes. So every single client, we need to clean certain things and make them sit for 10 minutes before we can take another client, which makes it a little bit challenging. So for us in our, in our shop that I work at, um, we already cleaned a lot of things. So um, a lot of the disinfecting our um, equipment as in like combs and clipper guards and, and things like that. We were already doing this since the shop opened. So that didn't change. But we really had to watch the disinfecting time, spraying down everything, leaving it for the correct amount of time, which did obviously affect the fact that we already were limited the amount of clients we could bring into the store. So that was one. But the thing is that I didn't understand through all of this was during one of the lockdowns, I think it was even during one of the stay-at-home orders, I had to go get blood work done at a blood lab um, in a local town near me. And I 
I listened to everything I need to for COVID procedures, sanitizing, masks. I just do whatever they say. I just, yep. And I go in and I sat in two different chairs while waiting to get my blood work done. And they did not sanitize either of them. They didn't sanitize the chair I sat in the waiting area. They did not sanitize the chair that I sat in afterwards. They didn't sanitize the table that they are dealing with the needles in the, I'll say vials. And it really made me question, like, through all of this, the personal services industries, they are held to a very high standard of cleanliness already because we are dealing with things that could have blood or even say tattoo artists like they're dealing with blood there's a lot of stuff and everyone I know that works in these different industries have like their cleaning is so important and they're doing all of it but we still got locked down and there were so many other businesses that were out were allowed to open before we were and I didn't get that so I I just didn't understand why our shops still are being held to these really strict standards and I I get why we have to clean but I don't understand why no one else does like the blood lab place I asked the lady that day how many people do they see and normally by noon they've seen over 300 people well at my shop we don't we don't do that in three hours of being open there's no way so I didn't understand why we had to do all of this cleaning and we were getting clothes all the time, but places like that didn't have to do those cleanings. Or grocery stores. Grocery stores, we all know grocery stores have not been cleaning to as cl- nowhere near this the standards that the shop that I work in has been. Like, I don't understand. And I don't know about any other provinces, but I know that in Ontario, there was never an outbreak of COVID from a salon. So I don't understand why why we got so penalized in a sense of this like why we had to be like pretty much like destroyed through this like there's so many people that lost their businesses through this because they couldn't right like i i just don't understand like i honestly have no clue why um but we we have tried to find out some answers, but it doesn't seem like we're ever going to um, find out why. And the thing that I think scares us the most is that we keep hearing uh, kind of rumors and rumbles of that there might be another wave this fall, like another lockdown, which I think anyone that's their job has been as affected as a personal service industry is like they would understand like you you dread hearing that there might be another lockdown like it's it's so it's so sad because we're living off of ei when we are off and if anyone's had to live off of ei it's it's not your wage it's not oh ooh, this is a holiday we're not getting paid crazy amounts to just sit at home and i just think it's it's so sad because these girls want to work. They want to be there, but they're not allowed to be there. Like it's not our choice. And I, the thing that's been weighing on me the most 
since this most recent lockdown. We opened a month ago, um, back to the public, and I can't believe the percentage of people that have started to just treat treat these staff members like garbage. Like garbage. I swear they keep making, like, the only way I can say this is that they keep treating us like our lives don't matter. And so I have a little example. I watched a video of a local salon owner um, on her social media. And she had to put out a story talking to people that come to her salon about the fact that she's allowed to have personal time. Like, this is crazy, guys. She does, She's not going to work open, like, every hour of the day, seven days a week. Like, she had to plead with these people to honor her her personal time to not call her late at night about trying to get an appointment and I just can't believe that she she, people were giving her phone number to other people that she didn't know so these people were calling her and she had to say guys my personal time is my time to recharge and focus on my mental health and my mental state in this time do not call me I and I was shocked I was so shocked seeing her say this, the fact that she had to say this. And then she also, a couple days later, had to then put out brand new policies and procedures for her salon because she's had like a huge percentage of people not showing up for their appointment. And she works in a full server salon, so she is doing colors. So those time slots are not the half an hour time slots that my shop has. This is two, three, four hour time slots that these stylists are now losing out on money, right? And they've already been off for so long and then people aren't showing up. Like, I just feel so horrible. The fact that like people are having to do these things and reach out to the community just to be like, guys, don't do this. Like... If you have an appointment, show up. If you can't make it, call and cancel your appointment. Like, I find a high percentage of our clientele basis at work now, they've started to just be rude to us on a daily basis. That because they're frustrated with something else, they can come in and treat us like dirt. And to me, it's like, I don't care what kind of day that you are having don't don't bring it up don't don't do it to me like I just find that we have a lot of clients that are mad about the COVID rules and they get like they get bitchy at us for following those rules and upholding those rules well guess what we have no say over what happens in the salon like the cleaning standards the masks the sanitization um the screening questions all of these things are from the health board And they make those rules. And guess what? If we don't follow them, the salon can get closed down or we can get fined big bucks. And I'm not just talking about the salon owners getting fined. I've heard many occasions that guess what? The stylists themselves have been fined the money because a client or someone else isn't following the rules inside the store. 
So honestly, if you're complaining about the lockdowns, like if you were that person that was like, I need my hair cut. It's, I, it's, it's too long. Or the people that complained about having roots. If that, if that was you that was complaining during the lockdowns and you're coming in to get your hair done in the salon now and you still don't like the, the COVID rules, keep your comments to yourself. I Like, honestly, this is, I'll say it for probably all the stylists out there, just shut up, honestly. And if you don't like the rules, then you should be cutting your own hair. Like, that's all I can really say because... We have to do it. So if you don't like them, don't come because that's, those are the rules. So, and I would just say, I, every single stylist I know is so sick of hearing people complain about COVID and complaining about the fact that they have to wear a mask for 20 minutes because you work from home. Well, I know a lot of people that wear their masks all day at work for 10 to 15 hours a day. So how about you shut up and you wear the mask for the 20 minutes you're getting your hair cut and you go back home to sit in your basement and you work on your computer by yourself. Like, I know it's ridiculous. But the other comment that I know a lot of the stylists in my store have heard over and over and over again and it makes me want to punch someone in the face is, oh, it must have been nice for you to get a three months vacation. Okay, this is them referring to us not being allowed to work for the last three months because of a lockdown. And my answer to you is fuck you. Honestly, I so wish that I could just tell people to fuck off sometimes because we had no choice. Like I've said 10 million times, we had had no choice on the shop being closed. And like I said, we had to live off of EI. It was not a three-month vacation. It was three months... Oh, quotation marks this time because like I stated we've been closed many of times now for three months at a time so it's not three months of vacation it is three months this time without money to pay our bills like that's the fact there's a, so many stylists that are women and there is a high statistic of how many women are single as well being hairstylists. So the fact is, is that like, here we go, 85%, 85% of personal, like I should say hairstylists are women. Most of them are self-employed and they, and they were nearly three times more likely to have lost their job in 2020 because of being a hairstylist. This is from Statistics Canada. Hairstylists. And like hairstylists don't make a lot of money at all. I'll get into that a little bit later. But that's my little quick side tangent to my other thing. And the one thing I will say. And I bet someone's going to listen to this. And be like you shouldn't say this. I don't really care. So this is my I would say my biggest rant of this little episode is. Okay, the stylists have been out of work, as I've stated, for a very long time. Very long time. And I've stated that they don't make much money. So this is my little rant before I get into more details about all those things is tip your stylists. And well, um, 
And I know that a lot of you think from when you were a kid that you still just tip a dollar for your haircut. A dollar for your haircut is way less than 10% of a tip. So you don't go to a, a restaurant and tip them 5%. You had a good haircut and you enjoyed it. I know you're probably going to hate hearing this. But you should be tipping 20% at least. So the days of $2 tips, they really don't exist anymore. And this is my thing. Stylists, honestly, they live off of whatever you tip them. That is what is actually helping them pay their bills, not their wage, not their hourly wage. Um, so I'll just uh, say that. Make sure you tip. And then parents, hey, parents, I don't know if any of you are listening and I know quite a few of you that will listen to the podcast, our parents, and I know this probably has nothing to do with you because a lot of people I know that listen, you're great, you're good, you understand this. But what I'll say is parents, parents, are you listening? If you have not taught your children how to tip in the world, you're doing your kids a, like an injustice or whatever word, I can't think of it right now. Because your kids are going out into society and they they don't know what tipping is. So if you haven't taught them, they don't know what it is. So teach your kids about tipping, especially if you're going to send your kids to a restaurant or to us like a personal servicing or any service that they need that you should be tipping them. Don't send them with cash without teaching them to leave a tip for that stylist. And parents out there, if you're listening, again, you're probably not the ones that I'm thinking of. If you purposely send your kids into a shop with cash so that you don't have to tip, cut your kids' hair yourself. Because honestly, it's extremely rude because the girls, just like servers, the girls think that they've done something wrong when they don't get a tip. So please tip your stylist. Or harsh opinion, remember, do it yourself. So anyways, that's my big rant. Sorry, guys. I'm going to get into some things that maybe some of you don't know about um, being in the hair world. So there's an article that I found from livingabout.com. It's not a dot. It's just like D-O-T com. Um, it's the column. It says, not so glamour gl- glamorous. Woo, truth. And it's called What No One Tells You About Being a Hairdresser. Well, hairstylist, sorry. Um, one, the hours are rough. And like I said, I'm in this industry, so I 110% know this. Is that the at busy times, a lot of shop owners expect stylists to work 12-hour shifts seven days a week if they can force the staff into it. And I know some of you are probably thinking, oh, well, it's busy. Don't you want to be there? And it's like, do you want to work seven days straight, 12-hour days and not have time for your family? No. So just remember, a lot of times the girls are standing there for hours in the same position. And there's some salons that won't let their stylists go have breaks. Not saying that that doesn't happen where I am. Um, I am the manager there, so I definitely make sure that my stylists will get a chance to have breaks in the day. 
Um, but there are some places and times that I have worked in busy times that uh, clients get mad because I stopped to go have a drink of water or I stopped to go to the bathroom. And most of the time these stylists are standing doing hair for six hours straight without going to drink water or without going to the bathroom. So the hours are rough. Like be patient when it's busy times. Um, number two, your body will hurt. Oh my gosh. So as I just said, we stand in the same position pretty much all day. You think we're moving a lot, but we're really just shifting from one side of the head to the other with our arms up in the air. So on a regular basis, um, pretty much any part of our body can hurt. Um, a lot of people have asked me over the years if my hands hurt from it. And surprisingly, that's the most rare place for my body to hurt. Uh, every once in a while, my uh, my palm will get a little bit sore from my fingers moving a lot. But it's where I feel it the most is in my feet and my knees, back and uh, arms and shoulders and neck, obviously. And as I've gotten older... And in this career longer and longer, I am slowly starting to have more and more issues with a nerve pain and numbness in my arms from uh, having pinched nerves and my arms up in the air. So your body will hurt. Uh, Number three is your poor aching feet, which like I said, I already already talked about that with your body will hurt. Number four, um, uh, the thing that they definitely don't tell you is that you need to embrace your inner and outer Sasquatch. Okay, so you're probably thinking, what? What are you talking about? We get hair everywhere. We find hair in our socks, in our bras if you're a female. Um, We find them in our eyes, in our nose, in our mouth. Um, Like everywhere. You will find hair everywhere. And number six goes in with the Sasquatch is that hair slivers. And if you've never had a hair sliver... You um, have not uh, experienced uh, it. It's horrible. It's worse than a normal sliver. Um, And they get everywhere. Like, and sometimes they're like a millimeter in length. So sometimes you can't even see them. And you're, you go to pull your sock off and you're like, oh, what's stabbing me in the foot? And you have to try to find this gray hair from somebody else that's stuck embedded in your feet or in your fingers, in between your fingers. Um, it's a very weird thing. I hope you don't experience if you haven't. Uh, number six is, did I mention the bugs? And you all, you should all know exactly what bugs I'm talking about. And we're all going to get itchy right now. But I'm talking about lice. And it's one of those things that every hairdresser is terrified to deal with. Because the second that you find it, you are itchy everywhere and you're convinced that you have lice for like six months until you realize that you don't have lice. But when people bring their kids in, or sometimes they're not kids, sometimes they're teenagers, then they come in with lice and it is, oh my goodness. Tip to parents, please, please, please regularly check your kids for lice or take preventative measures to make sure that your kids don't get lice. If you're new to your kids going to school, especially girls, um, lice, I know that everyone thinks that lice, um, they like uh, dirty hair. It's actually they really like clean hair. So my advice to parents, if you have girls with hair, braid it and hairspray it. 
or get some good tea tree uh, leave-in conditioner or tea tree shampoos to really deter them. Just a little side note there. Um, back to my list. Sorry. Um, what no one tells you about being a hairdresser. Number seven, being a psychologist is stressful. Yeah, you hear that, pals? It's very true. I have had people tell me like their deepest, darkest secrets. And don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not asking for their deepest, darkest secrets. They just spew them at you sometimes. And I know that when you go to the same hairdresser for a long time, and that's this is very different. But I've had people that I've never, ever, ever, ever met in my life tell me things that I shouldn't know. So um, you're more than welcome to still tell your stylist these things. But I'm going to tell you there's sometimes that they're probably like, why did they just tell me this? I don't know who these people are. Um, and number eight, can you take a punch? Again, you're probably going, huh? Can you take a punch? Your hairdresser. Okay. Kids on a regular will kick, punch, squeal, pinch you, grab you, whatever. Um, I've had kids grab my hair. I've had kids try to bite me. I've had, uh, a side note on the punching and kicking. I've had kids sneeze in my face. I've had them cough in my face. Like you pretty much need to be willing to actually kind of get, I don't want to say abuse, that's wrong, but like, like there are times that it, it yeah, like mm -mm. it's not enjoyable sometimes. Um, and then number nine, getting cozy with your clients. Okay. Again, you probably think, oh, that's really nice. You're making new clients. No, no, no. I'm talking about the fact that we are very close to people. Um, being a female, there are many times that I've gotten an elbow to my box. And you guys know what I mean when I say my box. Um, elbows, I keep getting people like you get elbows, you get smacked, you get kicked sometimes. And these kicks are sometimes not on purpose, but like you're very close to people. So it, there's contact. But I think sometimes the worst is, is that you're so close to people and you smell some people that don't clean very often, if you know what I mean. Don't get me wrong. We get some people that come in and they smell so good. They make sure that they're clean and they got cologne or whatever on and they smell beautiful. But, oh my goodness, there have been times, there's this myth I feel like that have gone around that people really think that especially girls, there's something that has gone through the world that says, oh, you go get your hair colored when your hair is dirty. I'm not saying you have to go with freshly clean hair, but what I'm saying is if you've got mad bedhead or you stink or you haven't washed your hair in a week or um, I don't know, they're like, just please don't be smelly people. Make sure that you're clean enough i'm again you don't need to have your for girls getting your hair color you don't need to not wash your hair for a week to go get your hair color it's a myth seriously just i wouldn't wash it the day of that's fine but i would say wash it the day before make sure you're not caked in product when you go to a salon because that's not going to help your stylist do anything with your hair especially men don't go in when you're caked in gel it's not and you want to know what that no one ever really talks about? Don't let your kids or yourself go swimming in a chlorinated pool or a saltwater pool and not wash their hair before they come to get a haircut. 
or make sure that you allow that stylist to wash your hair because chlorine and salt water is one of the hardest ones to kind of cut with. And what happens is the hair won't sit properly. So we actually don't know if your haircut is sitting the way it needs to sit because there's, we've all swam in pools. You know how your hair, your hair feels, and especially even though it's not wet when they come in, once we re-wet it, that chlorine, chlorine, like I'll say reactivates and it actually just makes a haircut like so unpleasant and you have no clue. Like it's, it's instantly tangly on people. And so they're probably feeling their head getting tugged a bit. So just let us either wash it or make sure you wash it before you come in after going swimming too. Um, but those like quick little nine facts about things people don't tell you about hairdresser. Oh yeah. No one told me about that. Any of this. I knew about lice obviously, but the rest of it, mm-mm, no, it's so like all those facts are true. And, uh, like I know the list doesn't make it too bad. Um, but it, it was pretty bad. Like before masks were mandatory in the salons, um, people would regularly come into the shop sick. They'd be like, quotation marks, um, I didn't go to work today because I'm sick, so I just thought I'd get a haircut. Okay, um, please don't do that. Like, I'm hoping through all of this COVID stuff that people have learned, like, if you are not well, stay the fuck home. Don't go out. Don't do other things. Just stay home. And parents, please, again, don't bring your your kids to the shop when they have a stomach flu. Um, because a lot of us stylists before masks were mandatory, we would regularly get sick and we don't get sick days. So if we can't come to work, we're not getting, we're not making any money. And, um, so a lot of them, they would, uh, like bring their kids and they have a stomach flu. Oh, they're too sick to go to school, but then they would bring them in. And I just, I, I, I can't, don't, don't do that. That's weird. That's gross. Don't get anyone else sick. That's not right. Like, come on. I don't know. It's it's crazy to me. Um, speaking of uh, no sick time, we don't normally get benefits. And we also, a lot of salons, I think all salons in Ontario are allowed to opt out of workers comp. So if we get injured at work, again, we're not being covered like WSIB stuff. Um, I don't know why that they are allowed to do this because like we deal with like in full service lawns, they'll deal with chemicals, but I still deal with chemicals, just not on people's heads cleaning wise. Like we're working with chemicals, we're working with hot tools, we're working with sharp tools. Like every hairdresser can tell you at least once that they've cut their cells, cut themselves like really badly in their time. And if you have to go to the hospital and be off because of it, like if your if your employer doesn't pay into workers comp, you don't get paid. Like I knew a stylist that crushed her finger at work in one of the, in the back door when she was taking garbage out, and she got no pay the whole time she was off for it. And it was right before Christmas, so it was, like, really busy time. And the shop she worked for didn't even offer for her to come in and, and be, like, a coordinator, like, be, like, um, a receptionist so that she could at least have some kind of income in there. And I just think that's unacceptable. Like, I can't – are you kidding me? Like, why isn't it a mandatory thing that all, 
employers have WSIB or workers' comp because, like, every job there is a risk of someone getting injured. Like, really? I don't know. I don't. I don't get it. Um. So as I was saying earlier about the statistics, so the Globe and Mail, um published this um article i just took a snippet out of it um a a guy named chris haney haney published it in march of uh, 2021 and it's talking about hair salons and stuff like that and it says um it is a an emblematic of how the financial fallout from the pandemic has struck service workers talking about obviously um, hairstylist, and it says more likely to be female or racialized, specifically hard. So again, salons have been hit very hard through the pandemic, according to statistics. To well, that word, I'm sorry, guys. Statistics Canada hairstylists who make an estimated, um, the very minimal annual salary of thirty three um, thousand nine hundred dollars, and that averages out to a very low amount of money um, that these people don't, they, they, they don't make a lot in a year. And give me two seconds. I haven't calculated this. I'm not going to quickly calculate it. So if these girls worked full time, that turns into about $15 an hour. And so they say that that's how much they make a year and are more likely to be 85% of um, salon, I'll say workers are women. And a lot of them, just over half are self-employed. And they were nearly three times more likely to have lost their jobs in 2020. Like that's crazy. And I even heard a more statistic. I, I couldn't find the actual site for it, but I heard that the, the, of the 85% that are women, a high percentage of them are single women or self-employed women. Like I just said, and it's, it's crazy to think that like they were shut down for that long and like no one, I know people wanted them open, but there wasn't much being done about it. And so I just wanted to get into a little bit. Again, I don't want people to think that I'm trying to like rant this whole time. I just kind of want to educate a little bit is that a lot of people, I think they think that in the hair world, we're making money off every single service we do. And yes, there are some salons that do um, commissions, but there's not many that do them anymore. And the ones that do commissions, these girls aren't getting paid hourly as well. Normally it's commission or hourly. And so if you're just commissions, if you're not busy, you're not making any money. Hourly, most of the girls, like the average pay um, that I found online is $15 an hour. And right now our minimum wage is 14 which is crazy because like these girls – I can't keep saying girl story. These stylists that, um, cause there are obviously guys, these stylists have gone to school. Like we are, we are trades people and we are part of the journeyman program. Um, so journeymen are normal trades. And so like we've gone to school and so the, like everyone's had to go through hair school and they're paying, like you're going to school for at least a year and you're paying anywhere from 5,000 to $15,000 for education, depending on what like you're focusing on. And most of these stylists or barbers are buying their own tools um, and it's all at our own expense. Um, we have to apprentice for a minimum of a year, depending on how long it's, it's a, the specific amount of hours you have to apprenticeship for. And same thing, most of the time you're apprenticeshiping for less, so you're making minimum wage. 
which is great. At least I'm glad that it is a paid apprenticeship, but they are doing it for around a year or more. Um, and there's a lot of times that people don't want to bring in um, an apprentice because they don't want to have to teach them. Uh, and the government actually does give um, like uh, kind of wage subsidies in a sense for uh, the companies that bring in an apprentice because they uh, they have just a program that they I think they pay like 75% of someone's wages if they're an apprentice. So there are perks, but there are a lot of places that don't want to bring in an apprentice because they don't want to teach them. They don't want to have to deal with it. Um, so then we're talking about So then we need to take a um, an Ontario College of Trades test. So that we can be part of the journey person um, classification, I'll say, and that's so we can be a licensed hairdresser. Um, we must pay we pay dues every year to be a part of the Ontario College of Trades, and every trade pays for that. But a lot of the trades will actually have, I'll say, assistance. There's a lot of perks to be in parts of other trades, and I find that there are none. There's actually times that I've had other stylists want to go to the um, journey person meetings and they don't actually want hairdressers there because they don't really classify us as part of the journey person's groups even though we are we pay dues as well and a lot of I would say most of the other trades are unionized and um, their jobs are a lot more protected being unionized compared to we <laughs> do not have any unions in the hair world at all. Um, there's no talk of it ever. And um, we, the hairstylists aren't paid the way that a normal tradesperson is paid. So most um, other trades start their apprenticeships at about $16, $18 an hour. And they will quickly get paid more as they gain more experience. Um, hairdressers, like I said, start at minimum wage as an apprentice. And when you get your license, most of the time, the girls are getting paid a dollar more an hour than minimum wage, which is kind of ridiculous. And I'm really surprised that it's gone on like this, that um, salons and the hair world still isn't paying these girls. Like, these girls have to go to school. They have to do these things. And like other things, or maybe maybe not like other things, but... In the hair world, um, we constantly have to be keeping up with the new trends. And the new trends, if you don't know new trends, look them up. But they're always something different. They're normally more complicated. And so we're having to learn new techniques. And a lot of times it is on our, like, we have to do it ourselves. We're looking at the training. We're paying for the training ourselves to try to figure out um, what is a new trend and how to keep up with it. And we obviously, we have our own tools and we have to pay for our own tools. We have to pay for the maintenance of our own tools and they're not cheap. Like we, we use them a lot and I've never worked once in a salon that has provided tools other than like a blow dryer, but a blow dryer, blow dryer, no offense. Um, so it's, it's, it is, it is a, most stylists that I know, even the ones that have left the hair world because of the lockdowns or because of COVID or because of other stuff, 
Everyone I know that went through and became a licensed hairdresser, they love it. I love cutting hair. I love being a barber. But I do find how society is treating, I'll say, all personal services, customer service. It's making it that no one wants to be in it. Like, hairstyling is going to die out soon. I know you guys probably think I'm crazy, but I've worked in it long enough to see that people aren't going to school for it. There's a, the, like, attendance has dropped immensely. We are not seeing near enough resumes anymore. Every salon I know is short-staffed because no one wants to be in it anymore. It's not a rewarding profession to be in it. And I don't mean financially. I just mean in general. It's starting to weigh on everyone that I know that's in the hair world that it's getting harder and harder and harder to stay positive on a daily basis and it just it makes it really hard okay so I will just say this I'm gonna leave with my little last thing and this went a lot longer than I thought I was going to so just be kind please guys like and I don't just mean to hairstylists I mean everybody right now if you're grumpy about COVID stuff keep it to yourself and just get on with your day. To say to your family or say to yourself, I don't really care, but just just keep it to yourself. Like each store has to do what they have to do right now. And just let's be kind to each other. Get vaccinated if you want to get vaccinated. I don't really you you decide you. But just just really think about what you do and honestly appreciate your stylist. I really do. Like, oh, this is what I'd love to tell you guys too. Especially men. There's any guys listening out there. If you like how someone's cut your hair, go back to them. I know this sounds like a weird thing to say, but it's women will more go to the same stylist. Men feel guilty about it sometimes. But honestly, men, women, all the above. If you like how someone did your hair, go back because they can learn how your hair handles certain cuts, how it moves, how it grows, and you will have a more consistent haircut all of the time because that person knows your hair, right? And there's more of a personal connection as you go to them more and more. So it actually is enjoyable. It's like seeing an old friend. I have clients that we yik yak like crazy. So honestly, again, be kind, tip your stylist, don't be meanies. And we can all have a great time. But anyways, guys, I know that was a kind of different episode. And I don't really, I don't, I probably missed stuff. But you guys, I hope, get the gist of stylists put a lot of effort into their job and their training and their equipment and their bodies just to make it through. And I'm just going to say, like, just appreciate them because I do worry that this industry is going to kind of dwindle away, that it will be really hard to find people because less and less people are going into the business. So again, Ed and Rant, I'm sorry if you hated this episode. If you hated this episode, you wouldn't be listening right now anyways. But if you finish to the end, thank you so much. Um, make sure you guys um, Find me on Instagram at Abnormal Adventures Podcast. We got our website at www.abnormaladventures.ca. Please reach out. Let me know. Give me likes. Say hello. Um, if you have any ideas of future episodes, I'd love to hear it. 
Um, if you have any questions about anything that we've talked about, reach out because again, I can, I know all the people I've talked to or it's me talking and, uh, I can answer some questions and, uh, yeah, I hope you guys have a wonderful Wednesday or whatever day you end up listening to this. I'll chat with you guys next week. Bye.